This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za. Hi, I am Alana Willifee with Body Matters, where everybody in the body of Christ matters. Just a warm welcome to everyone that has just tuned into Radio K Pulpit. Today I have a very special guest in the studio and we are going to discuss the topic of why is it important to know your God-given gift. This is such an interesting topic because I believe that everyone is curious to know what their giftings are and my guest specializes in um, helping people to identify their gifts. But before I introduce you to her, I just want to read a scripture from Proverbs eighteen sixteen, verse 16, which says, A man's gifts opens doors for him and brings him before great men. I think it's so powerful. I just want to read it one more time. A man's gifts opens doors for him and brings him before before great men. Isn't that just amazing? That's such an amazing um, scripture. So without a further ado, I just would like to introduce you to Dr. Gerda Fenter, and she is from Free to Celebrate Ministries. Welcome, Dr. Gerda. Thank you, Alana. Hello to you and all the listeners out there as well. Oh, so nice to have you with me in the studio. And I just want to repeat the topic is, why is it important to know your God-given gift? Um, Gerda, please tell us a little bit about yourself and the ministries that you've been involved in. Well, I grew up in a Christian home. In mm-hmm. fact, my father worked for Radio Pulpit wow. for a number of years um, in Pretoria. I grew up there. And uh, so today, being in the studio, I was just saying it brings back such a lot of childhood memories sure. for me. Wow, and, that's amazing. Um, yeah, it would have been interesting to to have him here and, mm. and see what he would have thought about us being here today. Um, yeah, I'm married. I have two children, two daughters, in fact, and um, I'm a member of Lagos Christian Church in Bauville for the past mm. 17 years, and I've been involved in their counseling ministry there at the church for some time now. And I'm a social worker, actually, by profession, so okay. helping people has been a passion of mine for um, all these years, and that's why I made it part of my career profession, you know, yes. in my profession. And... Um, but I also completed a three-year Bible school diploma at His People Christian Church in 2000. And in 2017, I acquired a doctorate degree that is not a South African qualification, mm. but a qualification from TICU in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And I did it specifically on the topic of the gifts of believers, um, specifically focused on the gifts of Romans mm. 12. Sure. Very interesting. And tell me, um, you've got a course that you offer, obviously, not a course really, more workshops on, on the gifts. Um, how did you come about um, presenting these workshops on spiritual you know, giftings? It started in 2010, 2011, when I was actually invited by my cell leader to be part of a team 
that were tasked to gather information and mm-hmm. material on the topic of the gifts of believers because there was a need in the congregation to have information about this available. So we started with study and we started um, gathering all this information, but we only presented the first seminar in 2012. Sure, so it's been going for a, quite a long time. Yes. So, um, you know, I was just so taken by surprise mm-hmm. by the difference that this information made to my own spiritual growth and to the way I think about others around okay. me and the way I was raising my children and what I could see of mm. God in them. And um, after we presented the seminar in the congregation, we started getting invitations to do it in other places. Okay. And that's how Free to Celebrate was born. And this year we are still, nine, ten years later, still doing it. Sure. And I'm sure the more you do it, the more it in evolves and the more you learn and the more the the, the workshops grow and, um, I, and and that is amazing well thank you we, we're going to be back with um, Dr. Gharda after the short music break thank you that was City on a Yield by Casting Crowns and um, this is Body Matters with Alana Olifir and um, I've got my guest Dr. Gharda Fenter and just to update you, we are discussing why is it important to know your God-given gift. Um, Kharda, I believe that there is three different groups of gifting stipulated in the Word. Could you please explain them to us? Yes, I think this is really important that we understand that when mm. the Bible mentions the gifts of the believers, we need to read scripture in context because there are different kinds of gifts. Mm. And if we put all these gifts in one basket, then we get a mixture of gifts that create a whole confusion. lot of confusion. Yeah. So there are three major groups, mm. of, groups of gifts. The first group, which is often the most well-known group, is the gift men- gifts mentioned in 1 Corinthians 12. If we read the introduction to that chapter carefully, we will see that Paul takes some time to explain to us that there are different types of gifts and different groups of giftings. Mm. But he also explains these different groups in different scriptures or other scriptures in other places in more detail, like in Ephesians 4 and in Romans 12. In 1 Corinthians 12, however, he starts off with explaining that there's a diversity of gifts operating in the body of Christ. And then he mentions that there are what he calls different ministries and activities. Now, every time he emphasizes that all these different gifts and ministries and activities are from the same spirit, it is the same Lord that is served and it is the same God that inspires them all. But then he continues to say that each one of us is given the manifestation of the Holy Spirit. For the rest of that chapter, he explains the nine supernatural gifts of the Holy Spirit. And these gifts are the word of wisdom, a word of knowledge, faith, gifts of healings, wonder-working miracles, prophecy, discerning of spirits, different kinds of tongues and the interpretation of tongues. 
Now, this group of gifts are supernatural, and the Holy Spirit can choose to flow through a born-again, spirit-filled believer in a particular way at any given time. Mm. But we cannot make them happen or perform them. Um, Since they are not natural to us, they always remain the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So the easy example is... um, when somebody's sick, mm. we can be obedient to the mm. Holy Spirit. And the word tells us to go and lay hands on that person mm. and pray for that person. But we cannot heal that person. Yeah. The Holy Spirit heals yes. that person. So I, I think it's great because we don't, as you said, what you're actually saying is we don't possess those gifts. It's, it, those are gifts that the Holy Spirit gives to us at a certain time that he empowers us to perform that miracle or that healing or that word of knowledge. Yes. And um, and which I think is also great because then we cannot take any honor or glory for ourselves when it no. comes to that. You know it's a supernatural word of knowledge or when God heals is because he chose to heal. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Anyway, yeah, carry on. It sounds Okay. And then if we see when Paul mentions ministries and activities, mm. those group of gifts, he goes into more detail in them in Ephesians 4. Okay. And then he teaches us about the fact that those gifts are um, what we call the fivefold ministry, ministry gifts. Okay. So they are the gift of apostle, prophet, evangelist, teacher, and pastor. Mm. So they are really descriptions of what we are called to do or the office that God is calling us to in his kingdom. So we can explain them better by likening them to a job description. Okay, okay. Okay. So that's our calling. Is that what you're saying? It's more centered around our calling and what we are called to do in Mm. God's kingdom. So For example, if we just take an ordinary business and we appoint a secretary in our business, Mm. then there's usually a job description for that post. Yes. Now, you can appoint somebody with an outgoing character in that post, or you can appoint someone with a more reserved character Mm. in that post. But the post requires the same of both people. The job description is the same. The job description is the same. So that post may require them to answer their phone. Mm. The phone, it may require them to draw up an agenda, to write minutes, to book venues for a meeting and so on. Mm. So they have to do the same thing. Mm. But the way they do Mm. their job differs because they have different characters. Okay. So the person with the outgoing personality or the outgoing character would answer the phone in an outgoing way. Yes. Whereas your person with your more reserved character would answer that phone in a more reserved mm, or a quieter more, way. Yeah, quieter demeanor. Okay. Um and that that difference mm. between that, those gifts are the gifts that are mentioned in Romans twelve. Okay. So in Romans twelve Paul teaches us about that personal, individual character gifts that we are born mm, with. Okay. And he calls them grace gifts. Um, now, I just want to mention that this group of grief gifts have a lot of different names in the body mm. of Christ. Some calls them motivational gifts, others gifts of function 
or gifts of administration or the redemptive gifts. But all those different terms refer to the gifts mentioned in Romans 12 and they refer to our characters that we are born with. So we have this gift before we even um, get born again, before we even know God, we already have them. Mm. And he never takes them back and never changes his mind. I think there's a scripture that says something that your gifts are irrevocable. They they can't be taken from you. Whether you're a Christian or not, you were created. God has given you, you have a gift. Yes. Okay. And that is the gift that Mm. that that scripture refers refers to. That scripture is in actual fact in Romans 11, verse 28 and 29. So if we look at the context, Mm. we will see that what Paul is saying is that gift that is irrevocable, that God doesn't change his mind about or take back, is the gift that we are born with. Okay. And it's the gift that God has given us to steward. And that is also why we can get false teachers or false prophets, because they're not stewarding their gift in terms of uh, God's kingdom or the kingdom of um, under the the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Now they're doing it from the flesh or from a wrong spirit. so, so I just want to clarify. Um, so the three giftings, and I know you obviously want to chat more about it, but the three giftings is the one, the gifts that are in Romans are the, the gifts that we were born with. Yes. Then we get the gifts in Corinthians. Is that the one that the Holy Spirit will give us at certain times when we are praying for someone or a word of knowledge? So we don't possess that gift. That is that is purely Holy Spirit inspired. Yes. And then we get the gifts that is basically the calling. Yes. Okay. So that is our function, our purpose. Okay. Yes. That is that is the task that God is yes. calling us to do, mm. the job description, if I can go back yes. to that. But the how we do that would be the character in Romans. That in would Romans be the, the grace gifts. Yes. Okay, that makes perfect sense. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. So sometimes we do see in literature that um, that some people quote, for example, that gift, that, that um, scripture that says that the gifts are irrevocable in the context of First mm. Corinthians 12 and then say that the Holy Spirit's gifts are irrevocable. Mm. But that scripture is specifically said in the context of the character gifts okay. and that they are irrevocable. Yes. And that is the gift that Paul also teaches us in that same chapter mm. that we have to not be conformed to this world, but be, but be trans- transformed mm. by the entire renewal of, of our, our mind. own minds. Mm. So you can hear this is a process of spiritual growth. It's mm. a process of sanctification. Mm. Whereas the Holy Spirit's gifts, if somebody gets born again today, tomorrow God says to them, go and pray for somebody or take, give a word to somebody the Holy Spirit can flow through that person Mm. because that person is born again. But that person is not necessarily a mature Christian yet. Mm. Maturity, spiritual maturity, Mm. is referred to in the context of the gifts of Romans 12. The grace gift. Called the grace gift. So you can mature in your God-given gift. That's what you're saying. The one, the grace gift. That's where you grow into that gifting. But the others are just given to you. 
the, the by Holy Spirit at certain times. Yes. Makes sense. Yes. And in actual fact, Paul admonishes us in Romans 12 to grow with that gift. That's why he says to us, um, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the entire renewal of our mind so that we will know the perfect will of God. Yeah. Okay. Now that is an amazing scripture. And um, I know that we there's a lot of people that don't know their giftings. And, and I think this is such an um, important um, workshop to actually find out because I always believe that when you know your gifting, you can operate in your purpose because your purpose and your gifting goes hand in hand. Your gifting is actually equipping you to fulfill the calling that God has for your life. Yes, definitely. Um, don't you want to just have elaborate a little bit on the grace gifts mentioned in Romans 12? Yes, we can certainly do that. Um, so each one of these gifts really has unique characteristics. Um, so I'm just briefly, briefly going to mention some of the characteristics. We can't go into all of them yes, today. But um, I think the very first one mentioned in Romans 12 is the gift of prophet. And there is such a lot of confusion mm. about this specific gift in the body of Christ because the word prophet is in actual fact mentioned in all three of these groups of okay. giftings. But this is where it really becomes important to take back a word to the context of the okay. chapter that it is written in. So if we keep the context of those three groups of giftings in mind and we then look at the word prophet, then we see in 1 Corinthians 12, we have the supernatural gift of prophecy. Mm. So that means that the the actual word prophet prophet means to be an inspired speaker and to make thoughts known to somebody else. But we can make a few different kind of thoughts known to somebody else. So in First Corinthians twelve, what happens is that God makes his thoughts known mm. through the supernatural work of the Holy Spirit and flows through a born again believer. Okay. So is that words of wisdom? And that is the words, words of, of wisdom, knowledge or prophecy, mm. or even the speaking in tongues. Okay. okay. Or the interpretation of tongues. Mm. So God's Thoughts is being made known. Manifested. Yes, manifested. Okay. If we go to Ephesians 4, we see the word there refers to a office. Mm. In other words, it's a job description. Your calling. It's a calling, yes. Okay. So now somebody is being called to the office of the prophet. Mm. And when they're being called to the office of the prophet, one of their major tasks would be, in actual fact, to teach or equip the body of Christ to hear God for themselves. Because if we read the job description mm. of, this, of the giftings in mm. Ephesians 4, we see that their job description is to equip the body to do the work of the ministry yeah. so that they can come unity in the, in the body of Christ mm. so that there can be the correct understanding of Jesus Christ and so that there can uh, come spiritual maturity in the okay. body of Christ. So it's equipping the saints for ministry. It's equipping the saints for ministry. Okay. 
And then when we get to Romans 12, which is where we focus in our ministry, we see that this is then a set of characteristics mm. that we are born with. Okay. So how does that look like? Um, it, it is people that are naturally born to be inspired speakers. They are usually people that um, like to solve problems. They problem fixers for the body okay. of Christ. They are verbal, so they like to express themselves in words. Okay. They are emotionally expressive, meaning that they show you and they tell you how they feel. And you can see that and you can mm. hear how they feel, for example. Yes. And um, they have that as a gift even before they know the Lord. Sure. So after they get to know the Lord, they're still going to be inspired speakers, mm. still going to be problem fixers. Mm. But whereas before they got to know the, the Lord, they might be using that gift for the kingdom of darkness. Now, after they get to know the Lord, they are using it for the kingdom, kingdom of, of light. light. Yes. Sure. I, I, um, I think it's so nice when you actually go through the workshop that you can start identifying um, even in your family members and people around you, once you know what the gifts are and once you know their personalities, it's quite interesting that you, I'm sure you can start identifying it and that's what, what the what the workshops are all about. Am I yes. right? Yes. Okay, that's very interesting. So if I can quickly go yes. through the others just to summarize um, something of each one yes. of uh, the gifts, then we see that the second gift that is mentioned in Romans 12, is the gift of servant. Now, in this gift, um, servants are quite the opposite. Oh, yes, and by the way, um, I forgot to say that these gifts are all expressions of God's image in man. Yes. God created us in his image. Mm. So he has placed something of his character in each one of us. Mm. So when we're talking about the gift, we are actually talking about a specific characteristic that God has placed inside mm. a human being in that is also in his character. Yes, okay. he's given us each a little bit about himself to display himself to us. That's right, yes. Okay. So in the servant gifting then, we see almost the opposite than what we have uh, saw in the prophet gifting because now we are seeing people that are uh, mainly nonverbal and non-emotionally expressive. So they do not necessarily have a need to verbalize what okay. they feel or verbalize what they think. Uh, they are doers yeah. because servants do something for mm. somebody else rather than speak to somebody else. Yeah. Okay, But they also have this amazing ability built into their design to clean in the spiritual realm. So okay. they are also uh, spiritual warriors for excellence. Mm. No. Um, the third gift that is mentioned is the gift of teacher. Now, teachers are verbal, but they take a long time to process new information before they make it their own. Okay. So they will be the ones that will um, check the facts and make sure that we are not spreading fake news. Okay. And uh, so they, it's really important for them They're to... They're the researchers. 
Yes, they're the researchers and they're really important mm. for them to make sure that something is the truth because they, uh, before they form an opinion or carry over information. So we very often see that they, they first gather the information and then they speak last mm. because they first need all the information, process it, and then mm. have an opinion mm. or then um, teach or okay. something like that. So each of the gifts also struggle with something. So yeah, the, they've got we their weaknesses have, and their strengths. That's right. We call it design and battlefield. Okay. So for uh, the prophet, for example, they struggle with um, building long-lasting relationships, on the other hand. But um, servants struggle again to put down boundaries, for example. Okay. But they are really good with serving and they have this high authority mm. in the spiritual realm, whereas teachers, on the other hand, they can sometimes struggle with the letter of the law because it um, that is what it says and, and then they struggle to put it into practice and um, focus on the spirit part so they can okay. sometimes get stuck in the religiousness. Okay, so they're more focused on the facts. Yes. They okay. They focus on objective Facts, um, they're very emotionally stable people that are factually. Okay. Fact of the matter is important to them. And then the fourth gift that is mentioned is that of exhorter. Now, exhorters are also verbally and emotionally expressive people. So you will also hear them and see the emotion or hear the emotion when they talk. They're friendly. They're outgoing. They love to build relationships. Okay. So they're the people people. They're the people people, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but that also is part of what they struggle with or brings us to the what they struggle with because they struggle with peer pressure. Okay. And to fit in. Yes. They need to fit in and then they sometimes give in to the peer mm. pressure to keep the relationship and then they compromise the principle. Again, okay. so it's acceptance. Acceptance, okay. yes, is important for them. So they really um, work well in groups and in teams, mm. and mm. then also like to bring people in, build relationships okay. inside the body of Christ, but also outside the body of Christ, yeah. and bring people into the kingdom mm. on grounds of friendship evangelism. Yeah, almost like the light that attracts. Absolutely, the people. that is. A good um, <laughs> example. <description>, yeah. <laughs> okay, and then the fifth one that is mentioned is that of giver. Mm-hmm. And givers are more, more nonverbal. They're independent people and they're passionate about giving something to someone else that really would make a difference to that person's life and their calling. So if they can give something to somebody that will raise somebody else up in their calling, Okay. Then that would really put the lights on for them, mm, and they would be mm. really very enthusiastic about that. They struggle to give up their independence, though, and but they are peacemakers, and they have a wide range of characteristics built into this gifting. Okay. And then the sixth one is that of ruler. Um, rulers are verbal and task oriented people that are respectful of authority has a keen sense of how to mentor and disciple people mm. and walk with them into their calling. Are they also delegators? 
delegate, they delegate well, and um, they are also good to put the right person in the right job. Yes, they okay. have a natural ability to just to see who who's going to fit mm-hmm. in where. Mm-hmm. They do work very well under pressure, and this is one of the things that they struggle with because they uh, tend to think that other people also need to work mm. under the same kind of pre- pressure, pressure, and it's not always good for other people with other giftings to work under constant pressure, mm. so they have to be careful for that. But they are passionate about organizing projects and create structure and put systems in place that make sure that projects are successfully completed. Mm. Okay, so good. Is that the last one or is there another no, one? No, there's one more. One last one. Okay, one last no, one. let us hear. The seventh one is that of mercy. Um, so mm. people with the gift of mercy are nonverbal and very intuitive people. So they think with their hearts. Uh, they feel and they show their emotions mm. easily, but they are people, people as well. But they would rather focus on an individual where your exhorter would focus on groups okay, of So people. they're more one-to-one people and more. they touch on more on the deeper emotional That's right. side of things. So they're very nurturing in nature, but they struggle to say no and set mm. healthy boundaries as well. But they have a special ability to introduce others to the love of God and to walk in the presence of God and bring others into the presence mm. of God. Mm. Now, I think my head's spinning over time. I'm trying to figure out where do I fit into these giftings, <laughs> but I will ask you afterwards. Um, that is something that everybody wants to know. I know. Isn't, isn't that, I mean, everyone wants to know where do I fit in because it's That's just, right. it's so amazing. It's just, you know, we, we all want to know where we, where we slot in. And, and we tend um, to start there with where we fit in. But mm. then the second thing is that, becomes very important is where are the people that are around me as well because Mm. that becomes important for building relationships and i think even for your children to identify those gifts and to nurture those gifts is absolutely wonderful but we will be back with with um dr harda after this music break and so stay tuned because we are going to discuss how important it is to know your god-given gift And if you want to, you can get your pen and papers ready. I'm going to give Dr. Hada's details at the end of the show. We'll be back shortly. I hope you enjoyed that. That was My Provider by Urban Rescue. And I am with Dr. Hada, and we are discussing why is it important to know your God-given gift. Um, So, Hada, tell me, why is it important to know your God-given gift? Well, it's... Um, I always think about it like this. Um, God does not wake up in the morning thinking, um, I've got this job that I need to get done today on earth. Mm. I wonder who I can send to do that. No, God is a king. He has a kingdom and he has kingdom purposes mm. in his kingdom. And before the foundation of the earth, he had that. And then he made us. And then he made me and he made you. And he made us to fulfill a specific purpose in his kingdom. Mm. So do we understand the implication of that? Meaning that 
there is nobody on the face of this earth that gets born without a purpose. Because God first had a purpose, and then he made you. And when he made you and me, he made us to specifically fulfill that purpose. Mm. And he has placed everything that we need to be able to fulfill that in us when he designed us. Mm. That's amazing. And I think that is important. Mm. That is why it's important for us to know when we walk in our gifts, we can get rid of the lies that we believe about ourselves. Um, We develop grace for others because we start seeing and recognizing the image of God in others. Mm. And we also have grace with with each other, with the things we struggle with. Because we understand ourselves better and we understand mm. others better. Um, it makes a huge difference how we see others in terms of relationships and how we parent our children yes. when we understand how God wired them, for mm. example. Mm. Now take that back to the image that Paul uses in Romans 12. Mm. He uses the image of a body. Now, if we think about a body, then a body has different organs, but each organ has its own function. Function. So imagine if the heart now starts thinking, I can do the job of the liver. Mm. And now I'm trying to, now the heart is doing his job and the the job of the liver. Mm. Or if if the heart starts thinking, well, I don't need the liver Mm. because I have everything. Mm. Then the body would be in complete chaos, mm. and I think that is what ha- what's happening in the body of Christ mm. because we we miss this this thing that God has created us as a body with different functions yet as one. Mm. So God created these different or diversity of gifts in the body in actual fact so that we can walk walk in unity. If I had all the gifts, uh, do I need you? No. No. You wouldn't need me, no. No. I wouldn't need you. So I would be able to function on my own, on my own island, and And not need anybody else, be independent. Mm. So I wouldn't be in a place where I need you. I need to walk in unity Mm. with you. Okay. Because unity commands a blessing. Absolutely. (laughs) So I guess if God... Um, created this for unity in the body of Christ, Mm. then imagine what the enemy is using it for. Yeah, for destruction. In disunity. Mm. So, and we allow him to get away with that. So I think part of the, there's many answers to this question Mm. for me, but I think one of the, the natural answers is, if I can discover what is the gift that God has given me yes. and I invest in that gift, mm. then I am go- then God is going to have a return on that investment mm. for open his doors kingdom. for you and bring you before great men. Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just throwing that first scripture that I um that I read at the beginning. Yes, mm. and and that would be his return on his the return on his investment because he has invested mm. that gifting in us. And in Matthew twenty five, we read, "If we bury it, there is no 
return on his yes. investment. But if we use it for his kingdom, there's a return on investment mm. for him. Yes. If we um, also use this gifting and have this return on on investment, then we also become dangerous to the enemy mm. because this is the place where we are going to do the most damage to mm. his kingdom and have the biggest return on investment for God's kingdom. And I also believe, Hara, that um, when you know your gifting, when you know what God has designed you for, and you can walk, take your gifting to fulfill the purpose, that ties in with identity. Yes. You know, because then we can also have identities also in Christ. And I know there's a lot of people that say, oh, you know, I don't know where I belong in the kingdom. I don't know what I must do. I know God's called me for something. I don't know where. I don't know what. But I think to start off with, with knowing your gifting, because, you know, your gifting is your is God equipping you for your purpose. And when you walk in your purpose, you're fulfilling the identity of Christ. And that makes you secure. And as you also mentioned, that every gifting has got a strength and a weakness. And I think if we can, I, if we can accept the fact that I'm good at this, but I'm not good at that, and make peace with it, I also think that we will not, um, um, not say be jealous of one another's gifting, but we wouldn't want what someone else wants. If you know that God, what I have, you don't have, and you walk and take up that, because I think that's also so powerful in, um, you know, strengthening our faith and our walk. And we become so powerful in God's kingdom when we become effective in the body of Christ. Absolutely. We want the, the kidneys to be effective and mm. the, the liver to be effective mm. and the heart to be effective in the body of Christ. They're yes. not in competition with each other. Yeah. We can't be in competition with each other because mm. we were not created to do the job of the kidneys or the yeah. liver. And if the wrong person is in the wrong place, they're not effective. And they're always, I know sometimes you, you, you know, you, when you're at the beginning stages, you do different things and then you know, oh, it's not really where you know it's not really where I'm supposed to be. But when you get into the calling and the gifting, you flourish. Yes. Yeah, that's where you flourish, where it becomes effortless, where you've just found your spot in the body of Christ. And I think that's God's heart for each and every one of us to fall into that that spot where we can be effective, where we we don't have to battle things up because it's natural. Like you said, the gifts are natural to us. Um, yeah, that is so amazing. And I'm sure many people are listening now might be keen to come and join your workshop. So, so tell us briefly about your workshops and what you offer. Okay, so um, Frida celebrates actually a Christian counseling practice. We just chose to mainly focus on working on the preventative development side of counseling rather than the the curative side of counseling. So we present different seminars. Um, the basic foundational one is called Free to Be Me, which is the one that is about the, the Romans 12 mm. gifts or the grace gifts or redemptive gifts. And you need to do that one first before you can do the follow-up seminars. Okay. We are, so, so it's almost like one one 
workshop leads to another. It's like a progressive workshop. Yeah, the others are not necessarily in a specific sequence. Okay. It's just that you have to do Free to Be Me because that is the one where we do the basics, the foundation. give the basics okay. of the information. Okay. We can't go back in the mm. others to go and explain that. Okay. So we have to follow up seminars. The one is what we call the face-to-face weekend. And then that um, seminar is about our intimacy with God and the way we hear God. Mm. Because very often our grace gift makes a difference to how we actually hear God the best. And um, we speak about that. We speak about reconciliation. We speak Mm. about worship and warfare in um, what it looks like in the different giftings because it doesn't look the same. For everybody. And then we have one that specifically addresses the battlefield, which is um, interesting because there are seven core lies that is brought against each one of the giftings. Mm -hmm. And when we believe that lie, it bears fruit. Okay. And we address that in that seminar. It's called the Enthroning Weekend. Sure. It comes from Psalm twenty-two, three, that mm. says um, he is enthroned in the praises of his people. Sure. So we um, look at it from the perspective um, from the book of Judges, mm. where Israel is every now and then oppressed by the enemy, but they get oppressed by the enemy because they believe a specific lie. Okay. And if they don't believe that lie, then they will be able to overcome the enemy. Because one of the things is with our battlefields mm. is that God actually promises us rewards if we overcome our battlefield. Okay. That is part of our spiritual maturity um, growing, growing into okay. spiritual maturity. So that is those two. And then we also present the basic seminar, the Free to Be Me one for children. Okay. And the, what ages are the grade six to nine group okay. yes and then we have a seminar that is more focused on the holy spirit as the gift so we do it from the perspective of the fact that jesus said to the samaritan women that the well of living water would be inside of mm. us and welling up from there and overflowing okay. to others so we look at eight different mm. stories in the Bible that is um, that happens at a well, and what we learn from that, from the Holy Spirit, at each one of them of those. Okay. But that sounds incredible. And then I have just in um, in lockdown, we are celebrating. That's mm. why we have yes. why it's called free to celebrate is really important to me in my gift. I'm exhorted. Okay. And I've written a book about the seven feasts. Oh, um, that's wonderful. Called Celebrate to Remember. So just to mention that, oh, we no, have that, that available amazing. as well. That is amazing. So you've got so much more to offer than just the gifting. Yes. And it seems like you got into a lot of detail, which which is amazing. So I think anyone who's going to do the course is really going to benefit so much from that. Um, We're going to have to end off now, unfortunately. So we're going to end off with some prayer. And then after the prayer, I'll be giving Dr. Hadra's details to you. Thank you, Alona. Thank you. Um, Yeah. So let's, let's have some prayer. Um, Father, I just want to thank you for every listener out there. And Father, I just 
pray that you will touch them wherever they are. I pray that you will supply them with all their needs, Father. I pray that they will find their identity in you, Father God, and that they will that you will reveal yourself to them, Father God, in such a supernatural way, Father. And Lord, I um I just pray, Lord, that um Father, you will just um, go into every home right now, Father, where there's a need, Father, where there is a need for provision, Father, that you will provide for every person supernaturally. You know their heart's desires, Father, and I just pray, Father, that you will um, lift them up, Father, wherever they are, for those who are tired and weary, Father, that you will just be like a a breath of fresh air to them, Father God. And Lord, I just want to pray for every person right now who is really calling out to you, Father, and who needs you, Lord. So anyone who, who wants to give their life to Jesus right now, you can just repeat these words after me. And say, Father, I am a sinner. I need you, Father God. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me clean with your blood. God, I want you to be Lord and God over my life. Fill me with your spirit. Thank you that you died and rose again. Thank you, Lord, that I belong to you, that I am a child of God. If you've prayed this prayer with me, I believe that you are a child of God. And I pray that God will touch you in a supernatural way, that He will, that you will have an encounter with the living God and know that we are nothing without Him. We are nothing without God. And whatever situation you find yourself in, God is the God of the impossible and He can do what no man can do. And so I just want to bless you, Father, bless your people, bless every person today, yield them, Father, where healing needs to be taken place, Father, touch them, Father, send your word and yield them and deliver them from destruction, Father. And I ask this all in your precious name, Jesus Christ, amen. So yes, I have Dr. Gouda's details, so if anybody would like to um, join the workshop or just have any questions, um, her email address is free to celebrate at gmail.com, so it's free, and then the, the letter to celebrate at gmail.com. Thank you so much, Gouda, for joining us. I pray that it's God will bless your ministry. And yeah, and have a wonderful week. Um, so I just want to thank all the audience. Um, thank you for joining me on Body Matters, where everybody in the body of Christ matters. We'll meet again next Saturday, same time, same frequency, with more great conversation from me, Alana Willifee. Have a blessed week. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit on 7 to 9 a.m. Visit us on www.kpulpit.co.za.